0: Do you know that from your position you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegon Obaje as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we give you thanks for your goodness and your loving kindness. Lift up your hands and just speak words of adoration to the Lord. Bless his holy name right now and say, Father, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness to me. Thank you for your faithfulness to me. Thank you for your kindness to me. Blessed be your holy name. Come and go ahead and give thanks to the Lord right now. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Blessed be your holy name, Father. Thank you for your mercy and your love in jesus mighty name we have given thanks father once again we give you thanks and thank you for the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple our hearts are open to receive your word today we ask lord that you speak to us meeting every need in the name of the lord jesus christ thank you for the covenant of utterance and thank you for grace flowing out of my lips unhindered in the name of the lord jesus christ thank you heavenly father we give you praise in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen Amen. give the lord a shout of hallelujah. hallelujah all right please you may be seated in the name of the lord amen all right worship team thank you so very much let's celebrate them hallelujah thank you for giving to the lord amen Praise God. All right, it's our month of um, edification and um, we are looking at matters and things regarding edification. Amen. How to be edified, how to be strengthened. Praise God. Now, the first thing I want you to um, know about edification is that edification is actually building up. It is um, strengthening within you. It is confirming or confirmation within. Um, It is solidifying you within, reinforcing you within. It is development or growth within you. That's what edification is. Now, we need to be edified because we can only do as much as our inner strength can carry us, can allow us. The Bible says if we faint in the day of adversity, then our strength is small. So it takes um, much strength not to faint in the day of adversity. The Bible tells us that inner strength, inner edification is what it takes not to faint in the day of adversity. So there's such a thing as the day of adversity, the day of test, the day of trial, the day of temptation, so to speak. When you are tested, okay, what would um, determine whether or not um, you pass the test is the strength within. How much strength you have within you. Praise God. So let's start on this note, um, Ephesians chapter number 3. In verse 14, Paul, the apostle, prayed uh, this prayer for the church at Ephesus. He says, For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened, strengthened with might by his Spirit, where? In the inner man. To what end? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, That ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And then to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, we understand here that when a man is strengthened on the inside, if you go back to verse 15, look at it. When you're strengthened on the inside, all right, what happens Is this verse um, 17 tells us it says Christ may dwell in your heart, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith? So that means it is inner strength that determines the consciousness of the indwelling presence of God in our hearts. It is strength that determines what you are conscious of your spiritual consciousness. Glory to God when you're strengthened within. Then you can be conscious of who you are in Christ, what Christ has done for you, who Christ is to you. Your inner consciousness, your spiritual awareness is a function of the strength within your spirit, inner strength, your inner strength. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye have rooted and grounded in love. So that means when you're strengthened within, you'll be rooted and grounded in love. What determines your love walk. What determines how quick you respond to people in forgiveness or how quick you respond to people in taking offense. Is a function of your inner strength. (laughs) Amen. See, it tells us this, that you may be rooted, being rooted and grounded in love. When you are strengthened within, you are edified within, then you can be rooted and grounded in love. Hallelujah. Verse 18 tells us that you may be able to comprehend with all sins. So your comprehension, what you understand of the things of God, of the kingdom of God, is actually a function of the strength within. So inner strength determines um, inner consciousness, spiritual consciousness. Inner strength determines rootedness in love. Okay? Inner strength determines your comprehension, spirit, spiritual comprehension. Inner strength determines that. Without inner strength, you cannot comprehend what God has already given to you. There are certain things that God has freely given to us. Praise God. It takes inner strength to be able to comprehend. The things that God has freely given to us. So inner strength is very, very important. In fact, the true measure of a man's strength is not his mental strength, is not his physical strength, but his spiritual strength. Praise God. His spiritual strength. The Bible says the spirit of man will bear the infirmity of his body. So that means even when the body is weak and the spirit is very strong, the spirit can still bear the infirmity of the body. That means can push the body on, can sustain and uphold the body. But the moment there is failure of the inner stamina, (laughs) no matter how strong the body is, in no time the body will collapse because there is nothing to bear it up. So, inner strength, inner stamina is very, very important. Praise God. Amen. And God spoke to us that this month we um, are to be edified, strengthened in preparation for the coming year, the year 2021. We must be ready. We must be primed, groomed, strengthened within to face the challenges of 2021 praise god every year comes with its own blessings and challenges all right in 2019 many of us didn't know that the pandemic was going to hit the way it did um this year okay but thank god for inner strength amen (laughs) thank god for his mercy you know some people are still not in church okay they're still going to wait until the vaccine you know gets to nigeria All right, and people start, you know, taking it. Until the rollout of the vaccine in Nigeria, they are not going to go to church. Why? Because they can't take it. Some people say, you see, sometimes people reason this way that, well, it's it's just um, logic. I'm just being logical and being um, rational. But it's not logic. It is actually fear. But there's a way you can explain it away. Amen. And you say, well, it's it's not um, I'm just a rational person. I'm I just I just think straight. I'm scientific in my calculations and all that. But it's fear. The undertone is fear. Fear has torment. Amen. Fear has torment. Some people can't even go to the market, they send people to the market. Yes, I'm telling you, they can't show up there. They, Shopping malls—they are not going to show up there. They do their shopping online, all right. Delivery done at their doorstep, and that's that's what they want, okay? Until they are vaccinated, and then they they are vaccin—In fact, they are are even watching now. They are watching to see, you know, how the vaccine (laughs) is going to work in people's bodies and how they are going to react to it. Amen. And they will wait and wait until, you know, they're vaccinated. Praise God. All right? Well, it's, it's, it's a good way of living, but you cannot live your life that way. For example, uh, you can not say because of um, fear of flying, you're not going to fly, fulfill your destiny all across the globe. You're going to go by sea. All right? are some people, yeah. They go by sea. All right? And if you feel... If something happens to the sheep, <laughs> it's, uh, it's more devastating. All right? Praise God. <laughs> Either you go by road or you go by sea or you go by air. Listen very carefully. Accept the Lord. Come on now. Accept the Lord. Keeps the city. The labor in vain that keep it. Praise God. Except the Lord watches over the city. The labor in vain that watch over it. Except the Lord builds the house, the labor and vain that build it. Praise God. So, the the most important thing here is this, look. There are signs, there are vital signs that show inner weakness. And there are vital signs that you can see around a believer that are pointers to inner strength, inner stamina. For example, getting tired too easily, all right, oversleeping over talking Amen gisting and gisting and it's like you know you are let loose and you just want to talk forever until you fall asleep and anytime you are not talking you feel sick, you may say well it's my temperament it's not even if it, you think you are very outgoing it is a weakness of that temperament even outgoing people have some level of discipline true, uh-huh. the time to talk the time to keep quiet The Bible says it, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. The time to keep quiet, the time to open your mouth and talk. There's time for everything. Praise God. Overeating, gluttony. Amen? And it's like, you know, eating is is an achievement, It's, it's like fulfilling a purpose. All right, like arriving at your destination. You, people eat, uh, eat and eat and eat. And when they are done eating, they are thinking about the next meal and then the next meal and then the next meal and then it goes on and on. You see, these are signs of the weakness of the spirit. When the works of the flesh begin to prevail in a man's life, it is a one of the vital signs of spiritual weakness. Amen? All right. When they say there's, there's a new movie... And it's a series, you want to see the end of it. You watch and watch and watch, okay, until you see the end of it. But when they say, shall we pray? All right, and you close your eyes, you're waiting. This prayer must not be more than 15 minutes. If it's more than 15 minutes, it's not my kind of prayer. God is not hard of hearing. So why why should we cry, 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 cry? All right? Okay? But whereas, you see, prayer is not just telling God something that he must attend to now. Prayer is an interaction. The way you sit down, interacting with those, you know, movie characters and the ideology and the thought, the storyline, you're following through. You're following it. You're following it. Alright? That is the same way we pray. You interact with the thoughts of God until you get to a conclusive end. Is that not what prayer is? It is dialogue. It's not monologue. Prayer is interaction with God. So you see, shall we pray is like somebody is hitting you with a mallet behind your neck. All right, let's see a movie. It's like you're let loose and you have arrived. Amen. That is a sign of spiritual weakness. Praise God. And you see, if you don't understand these signs, you may, you know, most of the time, people evaluate their spiritual stamina when they are in a crisis. When a crisis hits. Dah! And then they said, oh, maybe I've not been praying enough. Okay, I think I have missed my time of devotion with God and all that. That is not the time to start evaluating your spiritual fervency. Amen? A wise man foresees evil. And he hides himself. A foolish man runs headlong and is destroyed. He just runs into it. So that means you have to sit down and evaluate yourself first. You know, um, I, I see the year 2021 as, you know, someone who is building a tower. You have to sit down and count the cost. Whether with what you have, you'll be able to finish it so you don't go halfway. And then you now say, okay, well, we wanted to build a tower, but we... It seems it's looking like we can't do it anymore, so let's just settle for a bungalow. Amen. So, you have to count the cost. Praise God. Count the cost. Now, spiritual stamina is the mother of all staminas. Amen. That is the source stamina. No matter the mental stamina you have or physical stamina you have, if there's no spiritual stamina back of all that, a man will fail many times over. Amen? Stamina. Stamina. Strength. Inner strength. So God is saying to us, this is the time to really look at... Our inner strength, our inner stamina. Let's evaluate what is happening within us. And you know, stamina is a product of two things. Number one, your intake, what you feed on or you're feeding on. Number two, exercise. Exercise. So, uh, what are you feeding on? That's what will you determine your inner strength. For example, even physically, looking at it physically, if you feed on, you do a lot of cookies and biscuits and sweets and candies, amen, (laughs) you realize that you don't, you're not going to be as strong as someone who feeds on, you know, solid food. He does swallow sometimes, amen, okay, and eats, eats, I mean, healthily. You don't eat like um, you are trashing garbage in the trash can. That's how some people eat. All right? They just put the thing in. They don't care whether it is good for their body. But if it is tasty or tasteful, so to speak, if it is sweet, put it in. Now, that is... Sensual eating. And that is eating for convenience, not eating for life. Praise God. Okay. So, spiritually too, there are people who um, just read their Bible just for convenience. For some, they read their Bible um, just to bring themselves to a place where they can sleep. Amen. Amen. That is, um, they read their Bible, uh, they use it as a um, sleeping tablet. You know, somehow you just read the Bible, one verse, uh, uh, and then it doze off. Now, it, it is not a good thing to be reading your Bible and then you're dozing off while reading your Bible. Now, if you do that at work consistently and then your boss observes you, consistently, (laughs) you'll be sacked. Now, people don't sleep at work because they don't want to lose their jobs. But some people may sleep, Christians may sleep on their Bible. They had copy. For some Bibles, you see different marks, you know, on the Bible. Some have been torn. While they were trying to adjust their head and all that, the page just went off. Okay? Now, why is it so? Because I think, I believe so strongly that the reason why it is so is because Christians don't understand the place of inner stamina, inner strength. The only time inner strength makes sense to a lot of Christians is when there's a crisis. I mentioned that earlier. And in in a crisis, everybody's forced to evaluate himself or herself. You just want to look back and say, okay, what did I miss out on? What went wrong? You want to evaluate it. You are forced to look at it in a crisis. But when things are moving on well, smoothly, you may not even consider it. Praise God. But the best time to consider what is happening within you is when everything seems to be okay. I didn't say when everything is okay. When everything seems to be okay. Praise God. That is the best time to evaluate yourself. Amen? So, inner strength. Inner strength. Let's look at Isaiah very quickly. Isaiah chapter number 40. We'll read from verse 28 to 31. It says, Has thou not known, has thou not um, heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. He gives power to the faint. So this is what God does. God gives power to the faint. Can you picture it now? He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might increases strength. So those who have no might, God increases their strength. He gives power to the faint. So anytime anyone is fainting, God expects for that person to draw near unto him. Is it? Because God gives power to the faint. Now, the process of God ministering power to you, is a process of you coming close to God, interacting with God, waiting on the Lord. And we're going to look at that word, to wait on the Lord. Okay? To wait on the Lord simply means to minister to the Lord. It simply means to worship the Lord. To minister to him. That's what it means. So he says it gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might. increaseth strength. And then verse 30. It says even the youth shall faint. And be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. Now look at it. The youth shall faint. Now the, the glory of young men is their strength. It says the youth shall faint. And be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. That means people that are supposed to show some strength and vigor and vitality will faint and will utterly fall. But he says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The word renew there simply means they shall drop the old strength and pick up a new strength. They shall drop the old for the new. In other words, they will cross over to a new threshold of strength. They will enter into a new frequency of energizing by the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. amen. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. Now, so that means renewal of strength or inner edification is for those who have learned to wait, wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Amen? Okay. Now, waiting upon the Lord is is not saying, Oh God, just God strengthen me. Oh God, strengthen me. Alright, that's not what it means. Waiting upon the Lord simply means you, you come before the Lord and you sing to him and minister to him. And then you receive his word. You receive the word of the Lord. And then you pray in other tongues we come into that you pray in other tongues okay you, you you just take maybe like two three four tracks of you know worship songs and you you're just ministering to the Lord you can put it on repeat and you minister to the Lord you sing along it takes time some time quality time to have your strength renewed Hello. It takes, it takes time to eat. It takes time to digest the food. Sometimes, you know, when you're done eating, you just feel like sleeping, right? Because your body is calling for something. A time of waiting so that the body can pick on the food, digest it, assimilate it, and then draw strength from the food. You see it? It takes time. You see, you can't do, hey, Father, I give you praise. Glory to you, my strength is renewed. My strength. I confess that my strength is renewed. All right? God says, yes, your confession is now working. Because your confession is, is just like um, deciding the container or the volume of container, the size of container that you want to use to get something. Maybe water or maybe oil. You may decide to say, okay, I want to use a cup. Okay, I want to use a bowl. Okay, I want to use a gallon, a 50-liter gallon. Okay? See, your confession sets the mark, the benchmark. In the name of Jesus, I declare that my strength is renewed. Okay? So, there is a benchmark now. You have picked a bucket of renewal of strength, so to speak. Are you from saying here? Okay, so, but the bucket is still empty. The bucket is still empty. So, what are you going to fill it with? Strength. So, now I declare my strength is renewed in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay? So, everything that is of God is set to make that word good in your case. So, You start praying in tongues and ministering to the Lord. The moment you start ministering to the Lord, your strength, the the Holy Spirit will fill that bucket. Will fill that reservoir. Will fill that gallon, as the case may be. Amen. And, And this is how to renew your strength. So it takes some time. Waiting upon the Lord is not something you do hurriedly. Sometimes you may declare vigils for three days and you wake up 2 a.m. Or you wake up 1 a.m., sometimes 12 midnight, and you, you just lift up your hands and minister to the Lord. That's where strength comes from. Amen? All right. You minister to the Lord, three things primarily. You minister to the Lord. Amen? You pray in other tongues and you feed on the word. You minister to the Lord, you pray in other tongues, and you feed on the word. That means you meditate in the word of God. You take the word in. You're there. It's in the word. It's in the word. Now, when you, when you are renewing strength, you renew your strength, you, you don't go to the word to just get revelation from God's word. Just get revelation and psh, run with it. You want that revelation to settle in you, to take its place in you. Amen? All right. If you want physical strength, you sit down with food, and sometimes eating may take 30 minutes. I mean, really eating, not, you know, breakfast. Now like you're rushing to work. All right. I mean, <laughs> you're eating, dining. You know, there's a difference between dining and just eating breakfast, munching something. Praise God. I'm talking about dining. You sit down and you eat. You, Some people are very good at it. They, they you know, they, they set it up layer by layer. And then it gets to a point they were losing their belt and adjust. <laughs> you know, it's coming home gradually. And when they stand up, they know that, ah, if I hit the bed like this, I will not need to ask the Lord for sleep because he has already given me sleep. Praise God. (laughs) And then he sleeps off. See? And he wakes up renewed. It is it. So it takes time. It takes time. Now, anything worthwhile, anything worthwhile, anything that is worth its value, Requires or takes time to get that thing running in you. Knowledge, education, spiritual stamina, it takes time. It takes time. Amen. It takes time. Praise God. It takes time. So it tells us here, it says, But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall mount up. So you see, when you wait on the Lord, your strength is renewed. That means you upgrade in strength. There's an upgrade. You move from this level of strength to a higher level of strength. They go from strength to strength. Everyone appears before the Lord in Zion. Strength to strength and strength. We ought not to go from weakness to strength and then... The strength wanes and goes back to weakness, and then we now go from weakness to strength again. That is plus one, minus one. It's zero. We ought to go from strength to strength to strength to strength to strength. Amen. The path of the just is what? As a shining light, it shines more and more, brighter and brighter, even unto the perfect day. See? So it, it can get better, it can get Better and bigger. Amen. You know something happened on campus one time. News came from um, a particular state, one of the states um, of the federation. A brother went to that state to serve as a youth corps, and then some some things happened. The brother went back into the world and started doing all kinds of terrible things. So, news came to us and we started praying for the brother. And while we were praying, there was one of the brothers that just spoke up and said, okay, um, because the way, the way it happened, <laughs> Lord have mercy, one couldn't tell whether it was an attack or the brother was actually faking it on campus. You know, because the the way, the the change was not gradual. It was too drastic. Like, you know, it was one thing on campus, it was another thing outside. I mean, it was just too drastic. So the brother said, you know, one of the brothers, while we're praying, he said, wow. Um, Well, we are not trying to analyze our brother, We, we are here to pray for our brother. But he said, I perceive in my heart. That the preparation on campus was not adequate. Now he wasn't trying to judge the brother. Understand where you know he was talking from. He wasn't trying to judge the brother. This was his perception that the, the preparation was not adequate. I and mean, then I've 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 seen people that when we we're on campus, all of us were on fire for the Lord, but there's no smoke around them anymore. I mean, we're not talking about fire now. There's no smoke. But at least there has to be fire before there can be smoke. Amen? <laughs> because something generates another. Okay? So, look at it. And then we said, what happened? What happened? Amen? I said amen. amen. Now, let me tell you something. In every school, there's a standard preparatory process. That the school is meant to take every student through. And then there is a personal development or developmental process that each student ought to go through. Hello, there are two different things. So the school does its work. The student does his work. Now a sound student a sound I mean a sound student is a student who went through the system of that school and did his own homework as well. So he went through school and school went through him. Praise God. That's 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 a sound student. Praise God. That means there's a training your parents will take you through. And then there's personal training. Did you see it? There's a teaching of the Word of God in church. And then there's personal application of the Word. There are two different things. So, the failure of a church member, a mentee, A student is not always the failure of the teacher. It's partly the failure of the teacher. It's not 100%. It's not 100% the failure of the pastor. Amen? Now someone was saying something. He says, well, everything rises and falls on leadership. True to an extent, but not totally true. Okay? Did God fail in his leadership when Lucifer rebelled against him in heaven? What did God do wrong? Who was responsible for that rebellion in heaven? God? God he didn't lead well, so there was rebellion. You see, it's partly true. Are you for what I'm saying here? All right. So if you see, let me tell you something, if you see a child that is doing well, it, it is not that oh God, the parents you did everything. That's not true. The parents played their part, and the child also applied the training that he received from his parents, and he also played his own part. Praise God. Now, there's a place of personal development, personal development, personal development. You have to develop yourself personally. That means church will supply you with the word how to attain unto edification. But church is not going to, you know, corner you somewhere and say, begin to edify yourself. When you leave church, what you do with your time is your personal responsibility and personal decision. It is not the decision of church. Praise God. You see it? So, what, what the brother said really struck me. It struck a chord in me, and I didn't recover from it. I could not recover from it. So, I began to evaluate myself while I was done, when I was praying for that brother, and then when I was done praying, I began to evaluate myself. I looked at myself and said, okay, if I leave campus this way, all right would I say in my own estimation that I have done well I am fully prepared for the outside world Amen so I doubled up thank God I did praise God Amen the Bible says Jotham became great, he became mighty because he prepared his way Before the Lord is God Greatness is not an accident Amen Greatness is a product of preparation So 2021 is coming 2021, 2021, 2021 What are you doing? What are you preparing for? What are you looking forward to? What 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 do you want? What kind of life do you want? Amen? Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. Man. Inner strength is very important. In fact, one of one of the major targets of the enemy is to target your inner strength and bring you to discouragement. Discouragement is a is 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 a strategy of hell. When people are discouraged, discouragement is a product of inner stamina failure. Amen. It's just I'm tired. I'm not doing it again. What 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 good is in this life for me? Why why is life like this? I'm tired. All right, that's discouragement. Well, you see, people who have succeeded in life, they've Gone past that level. Discouragement one. Discouragement two. They crossed that huddle and crossed it and crossed it and crossed it. And then they came to the place they are standing right now. You call them successful people. But you see, once upon a time, they had to fight from within against discouragement. And leaped over that wall. Amen? They leaped over it. And it takes strength. That even when you're down, it takes strength to come back up, stand up again. It takes strength to have a recoil in life. You're coming back stronger. And people wonder, wow. Amen? Something happened to um, a, a man of God, a pastor in this country. I won't mention his name. It was really devastating. It was really, really devastating. And so... He told his, his men and he said, Look, you know, you guys just go and do your own thing. Give me some days, 21 days. I will take some time off, walk, to retreat. And when I come back, everything will be fine. That was what he told them. So he took some time off work. He wasn't, you know, going to the office. And he began to pray. He began to seek the face of God. Now, listen. When you get into what I call sustained praying and studying of God's word, all right, and it is sustained over time, there's a level of stamina you get into or you develop on the inside that will take you through a period of sustained challenges, tests, and trials. Amen. He came back stronger. <laughs> the rest is history. He's doing well now. All right? And everything is fine. The key that he engaged is here. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He came back stronger. If you see anybody coming back stronger, it's coming from a retreat. All right? All right? If all you've had is a treat, all right, then you don't know what retreat yet. I mean, means yet. What retreat is? All right, there's treat and retreat. Somebody said, all right, when you have you've been treated once and then you are you're treated again and treated again, you retreat. Praise God. So you treat, you step out. You retreat, you step step back inside, and. Trust in the Lord, build strength, inner stamina, and then come back again, and then step back inside. Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. Uh huh. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Mount up. You know, another man of God was sharing his testimony um, with a couple of us some time ago. And then he said there was a time his ministry was very, very challenged and um, he was going through a very difficult time. And nobody was available to help. People despised him. Nobody was lending a helping hand. So, he began to seek the face of God. He began to fast. The first day, the second day, the 10th, the 20th, 30 days, 50 days. He just kept on. All right. 100 days, he was just fasting, seeking the face of God. He said he literally shrank. But he was still seeking the face of God. And then 184th day of the fast. 184. Amen. He said he could barely, he had to separate himself. Let me tell you something. All right. If there's a crisis, if a crisis strikes or hits, the only way to come back stronger is to turn the crisis to a retreat time. Hello? That's the only way. Praise God. Okay. So he said he was in his sitting room the living room and he was praying and he was crying out to God. And then he heard the voice of an elderly man that called him in his native name only known to his mother. His mother alone calls him by that name. And when he called him by that name he knew that person was not ordinary. He said, he said it in Yoruba vernacular. Are you still praying? All right. He said, yes, I've been crying out to God. And then he said to him, in vernacular, everyone who has opposed you and everything that has come against you, done by people against you deliberately. He said that was what the the elderly man said to him Will be barren of every good thing. Amen. That you are out of this and you are out of it permanently. That was what he told him. And he recovered from it. He recovered. Now, everyone who opposed him then, those who couldn't come or who didn't come, all right, they just fizzled out of relevance. Those who came, to apologize. He prayed for them and God increased them. Praise God. You see, the power of waiting upon the Lord. The power of waiting upon the Lord. Amen? If people knew that coronavirus would hit so badly this year, if people knew ahead They would have prepared for it. Praise God. But you see, that's why preparation, this is how to prepare. Prepare for the known and prepare for the unknown. The Lord spoke to me some years ago and He said, Look, there is maintenance. Russian. You are praying for yourself, praying in tongues for personal edification. He says that is good for you. You do one hour every day. We learned that from Campus Days. Amen. One hour in tongues. Rasta ko pratile groshta. Or do a prayer walk. You're walking and then you're praying. Exercising and praying at the same time. The Lord said that's good for you. As a child of God. But as a minister, you have to do more. That was what God told me. Praise God. Because you have to be strong for yourself to start with. And then you have to be strong for others. You have to be strong for others. Did you see it? You have to be strong for others. That's very important. Amen? Yeah. It's just like a breastfeeding mother. You have to eat for yourself and you also have to eat for the baby Praise God Did you see it? Good So, you have to prepare Prepare for the known Prepare for the unknown Prepare for the known Prepare for the unknown Prepare for the known, prepare for the unknown Now, when you prepare and you edify this way, you mount up with wings as eagles. It says, you run and not be weary. You walk and not faint. So, no fainting, no weariness. No fainting, no weariness. No crawling. You mount up with wings as eagles. Did you see it? It takes strength to mount up with wings as eagles. Amen. Now just imagine putting a jet engine in a car. Amen? The engine of a jet in a car. You you realize that you, you, you I mean you realize that the capacity of that car has been upgraded. Of course, she may not be able to do more than say 200 kilometers per hour on our roads. But if you, if you go to Germany on their autobahn, okay, you should be able to do like 220, 240. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, if you do 120 there or 160, you are too slow. Okay. Now, the capacity of the engine determines the speed of the car. I remember what something happened one time where <laughs> we're coming from Abuja, you know, went by road, and I was one driving. <laughs> it was this um, this guy, he was driving a Toyota Camry four-plug four engine. And then I was doing, you know, um, an eight plug engine, Toyota as well, an SUV. Praise God. So he was, he was speeding. So I told the folks in the car, I said, "Leave him, let him go. I just want to give him some time, just to prove to him that the capacity of his engine is smaller and very small compared to mine." Amen. <laughs> so he had gone ahead. And then I started, huh? Oh, oh. The, the engine just, you know, went up like this and picked the car. Oh, oh, oh. All right, so I went, overtook oh, oh, oh. oh, the first, the second car, thought, and, you know, those were those days that I, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I repented now. <laughs> you know, as a young man, you want to enjoy life, amen? <laughs> just test different things. Praise God. So it was one of my um, flares. Interests. So we got to him, and (laughs) I decelerated a bit, and I was going at his speed. And I looked at him. He looked at me. (laughs) I just (laughs) waved. He looked at me, (laughs) and I waved like that. I said, and I said it to myself, and I said it in the car. People in the car heard me. I said, (laughs) "This guy is only permitted to see my backside." Like Moses and God. Just backside. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. So I just... (sighs) I overtook him. That was the last of him I saw. And that was the last of him... Of me he saw. Praise God. (laughs) So, you see, when there is speed in life and things just pick up for people, it's coming from somewhere. Inner strength. Someone says, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. But you're complaining that you're not making enough pro- progress. They don't go together. Is that how you are too busy and you're not making enough progress? Or you shed some load and focus on God and wait on the Lord and renew your strength and make enough progress? Are you from in here? That's how it works. See. So, let me quickly let you in on a couple of things that make for strength. <clears throat> Number one, the word of God. The word of God. When you feed on the word, you'll be strengthened. Paul wrote to the church at um, Ephesus. He was speaking to the elders of the church Of Ephesus at Miletus in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 20 and verse 32. He says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. So the word of God is able to build you up. What does it mean to build up? It means to edify. Amen. It means to edify. The strength to say no. To the enemy. Comes from the word of God. In your spirit. The strength to say no to sin. Comes from the word of God. In your spirit. Praise the Lord. Yeah. The word. Willpower. Is powerful. But it's limited. You may decide to do something now. If something comes against your will that is stronger than your will, your will will bow to that thing. But there's something called the word of God, the substance of God's life. There is nothing that can be greater than the word of God. The word of God is ultimate power, ultimate stamina, ultimate strength. When you feed on God's word, The word of God in your spirit gives you strength. Consistent with what is in the word. Okay. So your spirit is as strong as the word of God in your spirit. See. So if anything comes against you. The word of God in your spirit rises up to that thing and above it. And puts it down. Overcomes it. But if there is no word there. willpower is not enough. Willpower is not enough. I mean I have I have met with the <laughs> the vanity of willpower. As as strong as willpower is, when there is when there is a temptation, when there is a challenge that is really, really strong, willpower cannot stand the test of time. Amen. It takes inner strength. It takes inner strength, and see, you have to feed on God's word to be built up. The word "build up" here, there, simply means to edify. So I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to edify you, build you up, edify you. The word of God will edify you. Amen. I, I have discovered that the the level of distraction these days is very high compared to, you know, the level of distraction some years back. When we were on campus, we didn't have smartphones, we didn't have all that. So somehow we could meditate easily. But today, meditation most of the time is done on social media. True? Uh-huh. So the, the level of distraction today, it, it, takes, it takes the strength of God's word in your heart to say no to certain things. And the kind of education social media is giving us, all right, it's a very subtle one. It slips in. All right, that means you are not really aware that you are being indoctrinated. Praise God. Okay? See? So, they tell you this is how you should dress, this is how you should look. And somehow, you bind into it gradually, gradually, gradually. All right? And all of a sudden, they ask you, why do you want to look this way? Or why do you look this way? No answer. It's just, well, that's the norm. Amen? I said, amen? So young men are still seeing visions today on social media. All right? But not by the Holy Ghost. See? See? So, that place of... Let me tell you something. This is very important. When I learned this, it really helped me. If you are not the one deciding what you think upon, you meditate upon, the pictures you see, your mind is growing weaker and weaker and becoming very lazy. If social media and Hollywood is the system that is training your mind, so to speak, they show you what you must see, they tell you how you must see it, that's the power of media. The power of media, there's there's a measure of witchcraft in media. Now in, in media, we can, we can make this place look like heaven. In media, and there's smoke everywhere and everything, and you know, that's what we want you to see. And when you now come into this building yourself to see and say, where, where did they shoot the film? Yeah, they, they shot the film here, okay? This place. Now we can cover the defects and imperfections, all right? And then show you what we want you to see. Is that not media? Uh huh. Because that's the message we're passing across to you. So the guy behind the organisation, the planning, the design, he has a message in his heart. I want people to begin to see life this way. Now, well, let me give you an example. I was. Counseling with a lady one time, a Christian lady, and I said, Do you know you're not supposed to have sex before marriage? And the lady said, Ah, why? If I found someone that I want to get married to, why not? I said, Okay. So, where did she get that from? From the Bible? No. But in movies, what do they show us? That's 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 what they show us, right? They they are not telling us that that's the gospel they are preaching to us, but that's what they are preaching to us. Gospel in quote, now, another gospel. Now, they they just keep preaching it. Somehow, people have come to believe that to sleep around with, you know, multiple partners is wrong, but just sleep with just one partner. Yes, you you don't have to be married, but just be faithful to one person. And they believe it. Why? Because that is what has been sold to us. Amen. Yes. So what is happening now is this look, that that place, let me give you an example. If you remain a passenger all your life and a driver is driving you all around town for 20 years, all right, you have an idea somehow about a car and how a car works. Maybe the car broke down at a particular point in time and the driver did something about the car and something happened and the car was fixed. And then you understand that this is how it is with a car. But you can remain that way 20 years without knowing how to drive. Because driving... It's not just sitting down, observing the driver drive. You have to get behind the wheels and drive yourself. If you don't do it, you have not learned it yet. Now the, the, the way to develop your muscle is not to go, you know, to the gym and then observe people walking out and say, hmm, I like this, and then my, my, my muscle is also, the, no. You have to join them. Now, let me tell you something. Anything that excuses you of using your mind, all right, is actually stealing that inner energy from you. The power to be disciplined and use your mind. And that is what you get in personal meditation. True? Now, if you sit before a movie, somebody thought through the script. It's, It's finished product the storyline is concluded. You may think through it, alright, think through it, but somehow somebody is inspiring that thinking. Somebody is motivating that thinking. So, you're thinking through, okay, it it is this way and all that, and you're just thinking. But somehow, you didn't do the thinking yourself. Somebody did the thinking for you and superimposed it on your mind. Are you following what I'm saying here? And so the thinking is there. So you think. So you see, in meditation, you sit down with the Word of God, and as you feed on God's Word, or you're even meditating on how to make progress with your life, you're thinking, I've come this far. How? So you see, the moment you start originating thoughts from within you, all right, you have started using your mind. Hello, you started using your mind. And that was what we had then when we used to read books. Alright, now, the power of movie, fine, and all that, pictures and everything, flashes, more interesting than books. But the imagination is done on the screen. In fact, it's so fast that you may not be able to pause it and do your own thinking. You, you want to finish it quickly. It's so fast. Pa, 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 pa. Things are happening. They are showing you like four scenes. Pa, 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 pa. This person was saying this. And then you're thinking and just following through. Following through. So what is happening is this. is like they set your mind on auto-thinking. Auto. It's, you're just cruising. Shoo. No work done. Hello. But when you read a book and you meditate... What you're doing is you can pause and think through it and say, what if this is not the norm? What if this was something else? What will happen? And then you're thinking, and at that moment, you become creative. You start seeing pictures yourself. And the people who write the scripts, who act those things for us and all that, the school they went through, they didn't go to the school of just seeing movies. They took them through proper schooling to be able to write scripts, interesting scripts that are very captivating. Hello. So they want to make the rest of us very lazy so that the next movie you're waiting for it, the next one you're waiting for it, the next one, and you just keep consuming. You're not creative. You're just feeding, feeding, feeding. You're a consumer, not a manufacturer. They do the thinking for you, and they just finish everything for you. They, they leave you with no opportunity to think for yourself. Now, if someone tells you now that I'm, I'm going to think, I'm going to meditate, you know it, it, it will be very strange, like, eh? what are you going to do, is there the problem? <laughs> you see, do you have a problem? Must you have a problem before you start thinking on your life and how to make progress with your life? Amen? Come on, are we together? Yes, sir. There was a Jew that was sharing something, all right, that um, I saw some, some years ago. How to develop your mind. Amen? He said... Three things. A Jew, a rabbi. He said, shut down all the TV screens in your house. Everything. Shut down anything that you can see on your tab or phone. Pick a book. Take a plain sheet of paper. Plain, empty. Pick a pen. Think about something. Let it be your own thought. Write it down. Think about it again. Write it down. He says, don't type it on your phone. He says, be very raw because the way God designed the hand and the brain, he designed the hand and the brain to work together. He says, write it down. And then he says something very profound. He said, we we see through our eyes we don't see with our eyes he says we, he said we see with our mind okay and then he said something very profound he said the moment you start seeing a thing on the screen all right you are not seeing that thing with your eyes as it were you're seeing it with your mind or through your eyes And then he said, the information that comes, the pictures and everything, they make a direct imprint on your mind. And the moment that imprint is made on your mind, you start seeing what they are showing you through your mind, I mean with your mind, through your eyes. That means your mind now, you know, starts interpreting it the same way. So that means that leaves you with, An option of no option other than to keep looking at that thing and seeing it that same way. You may not never be able to query it. Except you've trained your mind over time to see things differently. So when you see something, you can say, Why not this? Why not this way? Why not this other way? Why not, you know, let's flip this thing and see how it works. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So when God told us, he said, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate upon it day and night. Now, regarding to, talking to Christians now, as to us, he says, this book of the word of God, that means all that has been written for us, shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate upon it day and night. Now look up please. When you see a movie, who is talking? Who is talking in the movie? Who is talking? You? No. The person who is talking is the one who is initiating the meditation. This book of the law, come beloved, come Mark. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy, it didn't say somebody else's, so out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate upon it day and night. So meditation doesn't start with thinking. It starts with saying something with your mouth. So the moment you say what you have read and you talk to yourself quietly, you initiate the process of meditation in you. Are you from saying here? But if someone else is doing the talking on the screen and that's the only thing you can see, the person has initiated that line of thought in you. And let me tell you this. When somebody talks long enough, so much so that the person carries you from your conviction to another state of conviction, the person has changed you. You are changed already. Amen? And this is how people shift convictions when they give themselves to all those things, you just see some, some things that start to wane. Huh? Like it does not really matter. It depends on how you see it. I'm a Christian, but not like other Christians. I go to church, but I am not religious. Now see, people are explaining some things away. All right? Just explain it away. And in that explanation, listen very carefully, something happened once upon a time that shifted that man, that woman, from his or her original position of conviction to a new normal. Is it? And that is the same thing that happens when we go from glory to glory. God shifts us through meditation. You talk to yourself. And you see, when you begin to meditate in the word of God that way, you see, conviction simmers within you and settles deep within. And then you can stand up and say, this is what it is. This is how it works. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Amen. Amen? So get to the word. You get to the word. Now, this is what I do. When I listen to messages, thank God I can pause the message. And listen, I pause it. I take my Bible. Because listen very carefully. If the message runs through my mind, all right, somehow I may think that I have caught something from the message until I'm challenged and I'll discover that I didn't get anything from it because the true test of assimilation is passing an exam. You know, maybe your friend told you, I've read that thing, I've finished everything. And then examination comes and he failed woefully. (laughs) And the person who said he was trying to assimilate it passed excellently. So listen very carefully. Who truly assimilated it? You see, if we faint in the day of adversity, our strength is small. It's simple. Praise God. Amen. I said, Amen. Thank you, beloved. God bless you. So, the word. The word of God will edify you. It will edify you. When you let the word. Sink into you. Settle into you. The word of God will edify you. Will strengthen you. The word. Amen. Give yourself to the word of God. Listen to the word. Read the word. Talk to yourself in the word of God. Speak God's word to yourself. Until conviction Is deep seated within you. Don't stop. You see, that gives you inner strength. It gives you inner strength. Glory to God. Amen. And that was the difference between Joseph and Samson. Okay? Joseph had conviction. Samson had external power, might, but lacked conviction. Samson lost his strength. His eyes were plucked out. He made sport before the enemy. They captured him. Joseph had his strength and glory restored, even at a higher level. He lost his glory and his strength that he used to have at his father's house. He was sold a slave to the land of Egypt. And from Potiphar's house, he went to prison. And then from prison to palace. So you see, from love to hatred and hatred to slavery, slavery to imprisonment and imprisonment to glory. You see it? All right, but for Samson, it was the other way around. For something he ran to Delilah and she was asking him again and again, tell me the secret of your strength. Now that was enough signal to run for his dear life. But he was still there. He was still there. No inner stamina to stand up and say, leave. But for Joseph, Potiphar's wife grabbed him And he said, no, I'm not going to do this. All right? And then grabbed his garment. And he escaped. Praise God. You see? Somebody defines temptation as what actually comes to tempt you. Not what you go to tempt. (laughs) Amen? Samson went to tempt temptation. (laughs) <laughs> Man. Joseph ran away from it. He came to him he ran away from it. Praise God. So, in a nutshell, what we're saying in essence is this. It's time to develop yourself. It's time to build up inner stamina. Praise God. Inner stamina. <laughs> inner stamina. Strength within. It's time to shut down on some things that are distracting you. And focus on what you need to focus on. It's time to stand up and be the man, the woman that God has destined for you to be. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. It's time. Can we be upstanding, everyone? It's time. So what are we going to be doing this month? We're going to be edifying ourselves. So take out some time in the evenings or early in the morning and do something that will build you up. Listen to the word, read the Bible, meditate, all right? Now, when you're meditating, please, this is very important. Someone, you know, revealed a secret one time. He said, if you really want to read the Bible and not have a preconceived view of the Bible, says, buy a brand new Bible. You know, some some of us have marked our Bibles, and when you say, I've read the scripture, ahead. so you know, you start preaching from there. You're preaching from there in your mind. So you are not learning new things. You're only reminding yourself of the old things you've learned. Are you are you am saying here? Yeah. Take a sheet of paper plain. Buy, see, look, don't say I'm jotting on my phone. You know, you, you've been jotting. Some of us read our Bible after something drops, and no, I'm, I'm not com- I'm not coming. No. I'm not coming. Genesis 2 and verse 4. Genesis 1 and verse 3. Genesis one and verse three, one verse, and you're reading it like twenty times until every word <laughs> looks the same before you. <laughs> you're Just reading. Another thing drops and I said, ah, I have to send the money now. Is that meditation? <laughs> if if the patriarchs of old meditated that way. <laughs> Eh the, they would not have been before us for consideration. Amen. if you don't have hard copy Bible, you know flight mode. Do you know flight mode? Call the people you need to call. all right? Someone says, well no, look I, you know somehow you know my phone, my phone is my business, my phone is my workshop, my phone is my <laughs> phone is my, my my phone is my life. So so for some people, they wake up in the morning is the phone first. That's an idol. I know your shop is you you do all everything online. I understand that. But listen very carefully. Can you just give God one hour? And and your mind is on God for one hour. For some of us, I mean you'll be surprised, you surprise yourself that I gave God one hour of my time and my mind was on God fully. Ah, this is a miracle. Amen. You have to do it. It for the journey is far. You have to develop inner strength. It's important. And let me tell you something. You may think you are the one running your company. You are the only one running your, your entire empire alright God forbid if something happens and you have to go and rest somewhere someone else will run the thing over. yes see, see don't, don't believe that you won't run in everything it's a lie so give attention to the word, and this is very important praise God uh, have you learned anything today come on have you been blessed today Lift up your hands right now and say, Father, by your grace, by your grace, I invest in personal edification. By your grace, in the name of Jesus, I invest in personal edification. By your grace, by your grace, by your grace. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, go ahead and pray. By the grace of God, I invest, I invest in personal development, personal edification in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you are my help. You are my help. You are my help. By your grace, I invest in personal edification. Thank you, Father. Feeding on your word. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word has given us light and understanding. We declare that we are doers of the word. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.